I hope you're well. On this next podcast, I speak to the Tour de France Unchained producer, uh, Jan Le Bobouache, about the whole genesis of the project, how it came to be, the relationships between the riders and the teams and the production company, but importantly, fundamentally, about the characters that drive how this series is engaged. I hope you enjoy this chat. I thought it was absolutely fascinating. We're now recording. Jan, thank you very much for joining me. Very, very kind of you to to give some of your, your time. Uh, thank you, Matt. Nice to meet. Nice to meet you. Nice to be here. Good stuff. Well, f- first off, Jan, um, I've watched the first five episodes all over my Instagram. It's everybody's talking about Unchained. Okay, um, it's obviously had an impact. But can you just go back in time a little bit and just tell me? when you first were aware of the project and how it actually came into being from the very earliest stages? Um, yeah, so, so we, we've been working with box to box which is an English company who made the Drive to Survive show. And when it came out for the first time in, I think in 2019, then it became obvious that Tour de France, which is one of the biggest events in the world, has to have this kind of a, like this show, you know, like something... Not the same as Drive to Survive because uh, not to offense Formula One, but SIG cycling is very, very different from that. Yeah. But to work on it and to work on what we would love to achieve as producers is to tell drama and to find good characters. And uh, because I'm, I also know a bit of the world of cycling, I knew that in the peloton you find good, good characters. And that's how we work. Plenty. <laughs> characters and good drama. And we found straight that the Tour de France could be a fantastic match, you know. So because we, we we were speaking at the at the time with Netflix, um, then it, it has been a, a match with Netflix also, Netflix France. They said, yeah, that could be an opportunity. Then I saw uh, the owners of the right of the Tour de France just, just said that they just saw Drive to Survive on their own, you know. And when we approached them, it was like, but yes, we, we just saw the Drive to Survive show and we just want to make something similar. So it all came in one in 2019. Then we went to the tour for the first time in 2019 in Nîmes, just to see how it looks from the inside. And then we definitely called back Netflix and said to them, there's definitely a potential here. Let's okay. work. Let's try to find the best way to shape the show uh, because it has, it, it can't be like Drive to Survive, but it has to be different. It has to have this French uh, mood in it um because it's so different as a sport and um so we started working from there then the covid hit us like heavily yeah we had to wait um we were quite nearly to shoot in 20 2021 but we decided we were not able to do it because the main difference between the drive to survive show and the tour de france is that drive to survive is a championship and the tour de france is on one race event of course. which is a machine by itself so we have to be really, really prepared at the front of the race, prior of the race, to uh, then dive into our narrative during the race. Uh, whether when you do the drive to survive show, you shoot one uh, Grand Prix, then you go to another one, and you can adjust your narratives, which is you you can't do that on the tour. The yeah. tour, the peloton doesn't wait you, and the tour didn't wait us. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was one of the things that uh, actually it was Mark Madio constantly was like. The peloton never waits. That's a theme that's running through the show. It's it, it's that's one thing that just just sprung to mind. So, for you, um, what what was you what is your role in all of this? Because it's at the scale of this project. Funnily enough, I was at the Ineos Grenadiers camp in Nice in December, and I and the one of the editors of of uh, of Unchained was there. The Canadian lady, and I can't remember her name. 
And she was saying to me about just this the sheer amount of footage, GoPros, you know, four or five GoPros uh, within the car. And then you've got cameras following the riders within the team bus. There's so many different uh, stories. How on earth did you, once the Tour de France was over, did you sit down and decide the narratives? Where did you start? <laughs> okay. The main stuff for us is that you, you can you can have as much as camera as you want. You can, you know, technically speaking, we can do lots of stuff. But the main stuff for us was first to identify strong characters. Yeah. Characters who are going to for make people to talk about. When you I think when you see the Fabio Jacobsen story at the beginning, I think this is something you're going to talk about after to have a word of mouth which will go on because yeah. he's first a strong character. Then Jonathan Voters also with his story, the background of doping and everything was something we wanted to deal with. And then you've got the uh, the the the, 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 the story of the, of the teams like yeah. uh, the Jumbo Visma, what goal they want to achieve, how they are going to beat Pogacar to see us from the inside. That was another story. And then you've got Jasper Disaster. So to come to your point, the main stuff for us prior to deploy all the resources we had on it was to find characters which are going to engage people who doesn't know a shit about cycling. That's the yep. main goal for us is when you hear Jasper Disaster, Ep6, this guy who is in the shadows of other riders, a bit shy, a bit... everybody can be shy in his job. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then how does he go beyond that? And how does he going to beat the best sprinters in the world? That's something we wanted to find. So prior to that, with Stephanie, you mentioned the Canadian woman, which is the uh, series producers of the show. We worked on the series. So all the editorial team first priority identify strong, legitimate, and characters who also can divide the audience, you know? You need that. You need, like, this, you need tension, don't you? This important in narrative. So it's exactly like when you do a series like a drama series, you have to find that. And definitely we knew from scratch that in the peloton, you have this. Even in the sport director or in the manager, I think Patrick Lefevere is one of a kind, you know. It's brilliant. And, <laughs> and, and um, so we try to achieve to have the access necessary to build these stories. And thanks to the team for the, this first season, they, they said, okay, to us. And then, and then we dive in the washing machine, which has the tour. But knowing that to catch these stories, we need to have this camera here, this camera here, in the different areas where, from what we wanted to shape, you have to be in some places nobody else has been there before. Yeah. And did you think that there was a... Because how many teams were on board? Was it nine teams or 11? How many teams actually? Oh, no, eight, eight. Eight, eight, eight teams. Eight teams. Um, and, uh, and also, yeah, eight teams. Okay. So just, in, just so somebody who maybe has watched this or who hasn't, can you just... Just deconstruct if you know the numbers. How many? Firstly, how many hours of footage roughly did you shoot? <laughs> Just well, to give a sense of perspective. Uh, perspective. I would say I, I don't know, but it's it's thousands, thousands, and thousands. It's incredible. I think it's more than ten thousand, but almost yes. Something like that. And how many different cameras did you use? I see. You know, it's a partnership with France Television, so we get all the all the rushes of all the cameras of France Television, which is I think thirty-two, wow. okay. and then we've got our own crew. Uh, the eight shooting teams per cycling teams. And then we have some flying teams around. Because, for example, the the, the crowd was important yes. because it's a secondary characters, but compared to Formula One, the crowd is part of the event. You know, yeah. it's a free sport. You can access to the, to the Tour de France like on a, as with your family and everything. So it was important for us to shape it. 
And also sometimes we need to have somebody. Uh, for example, the live is not covering the sprinters who are finishing 30 minutes after. So yes. we need to have the cameras also following them at the end of the race. So yes, I would say it's a nearly nearly 50 cameras plus the cameras on board, like on in cars, plus on bikes and mic on bike also. It's a, there's, even when you look at the biggest film production, this is in, an incredible level of, of the the editing for this must have been just a mind blowing. Okay, and how yeah. you, I mean. And when you look at when the Tour de France finished, I mean, you, you've delivered this in about 11 months, haven't you? Which is quite incredible for the amount of footage that you had. Yes. Yes, but it's always, it always, this all technical stuff, I think, you, yeah, you can tell us that it's massive. But if you want to tell the story in this environment, the way we did and the way we, we wanted and the way Netflix also wanted to appeal to a very wide audience, you know, you have to shape, you know, people like, like in a blockbuster. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I'm reading a lot of not criticism, a lot of critiques, some reports, um, some people saying it's um, it's very general. Uh, others, others people are saying it, there's not enough there for the cycling community. But I, I tend to disagree. I, I'm a, an ex-professional rider. I work in the industry and I think it's very well balanced. I mean, I think it's going to be so hard for you get, to get the perfect balance because of all this information and the multiple narratives. There's no sport like it. 176 narratives and then more from the, the managers and everything else to, to produce something that is going to entertain people and inform people must have been a challenge that you must, that must've been your focal point all the time. What, what are we going to get from this piece? Does it hit the spot? I mean, how did you direct that? Uh, the, the idea is that you engage with the characters and, and you don't want to, to stop watching the show. That's the main stuff. And you write the layers of narrative you can have in, in the cycling are very much more uh, different from what you can have in the, the Formula One sport because Formula yeah. One is around the circuit. Here it's 21 stages, it never stops. And the layers are much more important and different because you've got sprinters, you've got climbers, you've got domestic, you've got all of these type of different characters. And then you've got teams which are very different from one to another. Yeah. So that's, that's massive. But you have first, again, I'm sorry, I'm coming back to that, to find right characters where you have to engage with them because... I heard some cycling fans were saying that where well, you dramatize a bit, it's different from uh, what happened really. It's not different what happened really. It's a different angles. It's a different framing. Yeah, yeah. And you have, right, you're right. You have to find the perfect right balance which could fit for a fine audience. And thanks to you, like we had some message from other pro riders or fans who loved it. We also have some people who are like, well, um, it's a bit different from the live. And yes, it is, because it has to be different. We, we are yeah. not going to duplicate what happens. But definitely, I think what we achieve to do that is more widely for a broader audience who doesn't know nothing about the tour. Yeah. And we also that for this next tour, the first upcoming, the 2023, they would love maybe to watch it, you know, yeah. and to say, oh, Fabio is there, you know. Oh, yeah, I know this guy, you know, the Jasper thing. Oh, Mathieu van der Poel. Last year, he was finishing uh, in his uh, in his hotel room with uh, eating sushi on the floor. Maybe it, this year he's going to to perform better, you know. Yeah, it it is. You're you're right. Every everything that we watch and we're entertained by, by it is around. It's about characters. That the, the best novels, the best movies, the best sporting events are around characters. Whether you love them, whether you hate them, whether you feel empathy, this is this is the human connection that you have to you have to try and find. And okay. Um, I, I think you do a really good job there. I, I really do. But is there anything, now you've looked back on it and you've got the next Tour de France coming up. I know, I'm, I'm hoping there's going to be 
2023 version of Unchained. Is there something that you've learned from this whole process that you'd maybe do differently? Um, because each tour will provide something completely different. The narratives will change. But is there something that you would like to do slightly differently, perhaps? Yes, as a producer, you know, coming from season one and telling you, yes, it's perfect, and we achieve uh, everything we wanted and Netflix wanted. No, no, it's not. The, it's not. That's 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 a dreamland. No, no. I think we we need to learn from season one. We need to go deeper, like we did on Formula One. We need to engage more with other characters. Yeah, I think the teams now understood the way we shape the show. I think the teams love it. I think the riders like it, even if sometimes, you know, it's it's drama and, uh, but. We want we we learn from season one, and if we have a season two, which is not granted yet, uh, it has to be first a success there. Then we will we try to go deeper because this is because the, also the Tour de France. You see the riders on one way, like they're always having their helmets, their glasses, and everything. We definitely want to shape them heavier on their common life, yeah, and to make people understand on a w- good way. What does it mean precisely to prepare yourself for this race as a human being more than what we did in first season? Yeah, I, I think that's a really, for you to make that further connection, like you said, you got the sporting side of the character. But what I loved was, I'm a big fan of Thibaut Pino, but to go back to his his house, because Pino, as you know, is is a particularly unique character. Yeah, you know, he's a, fra- he's a beautiful fragility to him, but he lived in a different way. And that was really nice to see him at home with on his farm uh, and I, uh, and, it, and again also the, the the emotion i can't remember the name of the, the first guy who won the yellow jersey the emotion there understanding these characters and um but actually how did you do that when were these pieces filmed just to understand the way cuz you did you pre-select the characters you wanted to focus on yes, yes. you did we okay want, yeah we knew that Thibaut was fragile we knew that these characters was lots of empathy you can have lots of empathy for them but how can we shape that to make people yeah. really, you know because it's not a question of losing or winning for us. It's a question of who you are and how do you engage. And I think he has very interesting characters for that because he's into this world of cycling, which is now international, but he still be very French. He's still fighting to win. He doesn't achieve it, but he makes everything possible. But also he has another world. And we just think that it was nice for people to discover that, that you... For having to, to be such a rider, you need to have this small world into your intimacy, which is his farm. Yeah, yeah. How do you shape yourself through that? You know. Yeah. Well, that that, I, that, that was the part I found particularly enjoyable. I've still got to watch episode, the, the final three episodes. I'm going to do that this afternoon. But I, I was enormously entertained, and I'm a big fan of cinema movies. And an, I read a quote from you a little while ago about the trying to find the bound, the ideal boundary between documentary and cinema. From, from yourself, this is your, your own aesthetic. Can you explain that? Can you expand upon that? What, what you mean by that? Because we want to be entertained, but also we want to understand as well and finding that balance. I try to make it simple, but my background and the background of the producers here are, are from cinema. So we are writing scripts, we are producing movies based on scripts, and then we are going to work on unscripted, which is much more difficult, but yeah. it's the same approach. Like we have to find good characters. Again, I'm sorry, I, I repeat myself. No, it's important. <laughs> you have to find that because otherwise you can, you know, otherwise, you know, the, the worst stuff would be deceptive, you know? I think you can say Unchained, you don't like it or you like it, but to be deceptive or to have this is what would be the worst, the worst case. I think we elevate a bit the, the level. We have to push 
again, to have to go deeper with characters, to find their good moment, but also their bad moment, which is very difficult in the at this level of competition, you know, to film there where where they are not in, in good shape, you know, yeah. when they're not in in you know, where where they have some problem maybe with some teammates or with other riders. So that's revileries, but we know that exists and we, we you have a bit of it in this first season, maybe some of it, you know, in, in certain episodes, maybe ep six when you will see the relation because between the riders and his boss, uh, Christophe Rudolph, and you will see that that's 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 something, you know. But coming from this cinema world, we have the aesthetic of cinema. We have this technique of cinema. We adapt to the unscripted, but also the mindset of working on on dramatization and 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 strong characters. Yeah, it's okay. helping to divide the audience. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think as well as I'm look. I said I'm looking forward to seeing the episode you just described. But I, I think there was moments of of subtle tension between with um, Jonas Vingago and Wout van Aert in their particular episode about you could just sense that. You know, Wout van Aert, we know he's he's a player, isn't he? He's he's he's, he's magical, you know. But but also, Jonas uh, was like, "What did you do that for?" You could just sense it that there was just the body language that you picked up on. That sometimes it doesn't need to be spoken. You can just look at somebody's face and their body language, and you know. And I thought there was a lot of unspoken language that was that was really that was really good that you picked up on. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's the story of a guy in a team where they are all very friends. They are all have one goal, but at one moment, you are, when you are such a good rider, when such a champion, which is you would want to sometimes you want to play your own game sometimes, and that yeah. is just normal. It it happens in any company when you are you know uh, a guy which is performing well. Sometimes you want to play your own rather than for the teams. Yeah. But it, you know how does the manager is going to deal with that? That's something you know. Yeah. And what about moving forwards then? Let's ultimately, would you like to have all 18 teams or whatever it is uh, in, on the Tour de France? I mean, is that something that will be unmanageable? Because it would, one thing that, one criticism, let, let's, be, let's be fair, was the fact we didn't get uh, Tali Pogaccia. The team didn't quite agree to give you full access, but you got some access. Yeah. But uh, I don't necessarily think it was it took too much away, but that must be one thing that you'd like to get is, is ideal access to all of the protagonists equally. Uh, so how did you, how did you play on that? Because you got this in, intense rivalry, but you could only really focus on one character and not too much on the other. How did you balance that? Cause that's what was going to be really hard. It's like writing a book about two adversaries, but only devoting one chapter to the adversary. It's kind of hard. <laughs> on draft to survive for the first season, we didn't get Lewis Hamilton and the Ferrari crew. And, and it was engaging as a, as a show. And on this one, it's exactly the same thing. I would rather have less rider, so less characters. But if these characters are stronger than having multiple characters stuff yeah. with, for example, 22 teams, I will definitely choose to have better access, better characters to engage the audience rather than, you know, the entire peloton because I'm not here to to have any uh, all of the sp sport and the, and the Tour de France moment which are strong i need to have the best story yeah yeah and so i know that cycling fans were going to tell me but you don't have this moment i know in the series we don't have the moment where tadej pogacar and, and jonas Ligier are shaking their hands you know but it, it it's it's not our story yeah, yeah. Our i think there, there are other moments that, that where there's a lovely moment that i'd never seen before because i was at the i was at the tour reporting for eurosport um so so I know a lot of it, but there's some bits that I, that I wasn't aware of. There's a lovely bit when Tali Pogacar comes back after being 
dropped on the colder ground on losing the, losing the jersey. But he says congratulations. They didn't shake hands, but he just says something, and that's a wonderful moment. There, there's a lot of there's. You don't need too much to to show the respect there is between the two riders. I think that's quite clever the way you just drop that little bit in, just a little bit. It's like making a meal and then seasoning it just right, and then you get the flavors coming through. <laughs> yes, it was very nice and also very a kind of frustrating because that's my personal feeling, but I think everybody's feeling the same way in my editorial teams is that Tadej could be a fantastic uh, yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's very sweet. He's very kind. And for me, the, the, what is interesting, interesting in him is that he's got this lovely, sweetie, young guy's face, but he's a fucking killer. He's an he's, assassin. He's, he's <laughs> killer. And that, you know, that's, that's starting there from, from a, 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 a storyteller uh, uh, think. Sorry for my English. Uh, you know, I'm It's not- very good. It's exceptional. <laughs> Thank you. I hope it will be okay for your podcast, but, and people will follow that. But, no, just to say that, yeah, that's starting here. He's got the nice face. He's very, very, he's got a lot of empathy for everybody. He's loved in the peloton because he's always very fair. So, yes, when he's been beaten by, uh, and heavily by Jonas Vingegaard in the Granon, you just went to see him and said, Congrats, guy. You made, you made me, you make me cracking. But it's also like in his head, it's okay, let's have, a, uh, let's have, a, let's have a revenge. Yeah. And he's a killer. That's yeah, yeah. position, you know? So there's a bridge in him, like being very kind, always very polite, but being such a killer. Yeah. And looking back over the series now, it's out. Are you happy with the with the response, the, the, the reaction across the board? The, the press, I have to say, is very, very good. Uh, even in outside France, um, which is rare. So it's, it's engaging, but we still be on... Um, on a waiting moment where we need to see if the Netflix co-audience, which is basically 20 to 39, is going to engage. Yeah. We are now waiting for that. So I am in the mood of waiting, a bit anxious, because I really love that we do in season two, which is not the case today. So let's let's hope. Okay. And what, what are you most proud of, of, of the series? Is there a particular a scene or a particular element that you, you look at? Obviously, you're happy with the whole series, but you, you can always make adjustments, as you said, but is there one thing you think, yeah, we got that right, I'm, and it really stands um, above everything else, perhaps, that makes you makes you proud to be a producer with the team? Because I think when you look at the Tour de France and when you look at the show, it's so different, but yeah. it means something. It's it's a story in it. The Tour de France is a story, and it's, it's the story of the Tour de France, and it's for, for decades now. And now I think we are opening, we, we try to open a new chapter to to describe and to to shape these guys differently. I think they like it. I think people are going to like it. And I'm proud that also that people are going to discover this sport, which is I'm a fan also. So coming from a fan of this, of this because these people are the last titans. These riders are, you know, it's so, so hard as a sport. <clears throat> so I am quite of proud that we, I think we, we, we show a bit of that also how brave they are to do what they are doing and all the, the passion they are putting in this. Uh, it's so, and I think we touch that in the show also. Yeah. How hard it is, how difficult it is and how, uh, um, um, sorry for the wording, uh, <clears throat> how, how, uh, not, it's not difficult, it, it's dangerous. Sport, yeah. cycling, it's so dangerous. If you, go, you, if you go to Ep6 and the downhill of Top Pitcock, oh, yeah. coming from the mountain bike, doing his first Tour de France, multiple champion 
and the guy is asking to be a domestic. So it's very frustrating. It's like, uh, you know, it's very frustrating. And on one moment, the sporting director is saying, you have your chance tomorrow. Let's do this. And he's, yeah. de and he's, de and he's delivering it the right way. And that's, that's a real good story, but also very, very um, cinematic to see because the downhill is just blowing your mind. It's I think it's my... I enjoyed the whole thing, but that in particular, as well as the, the just the excitement of the descent, um, and obviously we we saw it. Oh, actually, I didn't see it on the day. I was at the finish on Outdoors waiting. I didn't see any of this, and then I learned. Oh my, Peacock's away, and but then to watch it and then see the conversation the night before about what happened was 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 incredible. And uh, these are the really special moments that you you might have missed that one, but you captured it, and it just brings it alive, and it shows day-to-day -day, how the how the narratives can can shift and change to one conversation i want you to win tomorrow but then Geraint thomas thinking is that a good idea that's yeah. just that beautiful tension <laughs> yeah. that's that's what on the moment i really like is that the moment where the manager the boss is just saying Geraint, you have you know we are going to give a chance to one of your teammates and he said what no we are here for the yellow i said yes but we are going to give him a chance and yeah. that's it okay Brilliant and, and, and Geraint understand he said okay i'm a bit egoist but it pays off because the guy just won the stage on fucking Alpeduez and on a brilliant way and a very, yeah, um, uh, yeah much, a muchy way. Yeah. Um, last question. And it's not a question. It's more of a pitch. Um, anybody who hasn't watched, who's, who's watching this video, who hasn't watched Unchained, tell them why they should watch. You should watch it because you are going to discover a world. You are going to discover amazing character like you discover in Drive to Survive. Uh, you are going to hate them. You are going to like them, and you are you are going to see how brave, courageous, but also fearless they are. <clears throat> so just just watch it. It's pure popcorn movie. Fantastic, Jan. It's been wonderful having your time. Look after yourself, and hopefully, fingers crossed, everything's crossed for yes, a season I think two. <laughs> everybody who like it, they must say that. If I the word of mouth now is is gold. Thank you. Take care. Thank you very much. Thank you much for your time. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers. You.